good day to all AAJ listeners. When we consider you our friends and family, it is so good to be back with you. And we're excited about sharing the messages that God has placed on our hearts to share with you in these upcoming weeks. We pray that you're staying vigilant, strong, and faithful in these uncertain and stressful times. I know it isn't easy or hasn't been easy with all that's going on in the world and more specifically in the United States. But please know we've never stopped praying for you and we will continue to pray for you, the people that have been affected by COVID, the fires, the hurricanes, the storms, and the earthquakes. Just know you are always in our prayers and in our thoughts. And through our messages, we hope to bring you peace, rest, and safety during these times of uncertainty. Again, it is good to be back with you. And if you don't mind, we'd like to speak to you today from the thought of uneasiness, unrest, and ungodliness hovering across the land. And our main scripture can be found in Isaiah 59, 1-8, and it reads as follows. Indeed, the Lord's hand is not too short to save, and his ear not too deaf to hear. But your inequities have built barriers between you and your God, and your sins have made him hide his face from you, so that he does not listen. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with inequity. Your lips have spoken lies and your tongue muttered injustices. No one makes claims justly. No one pleads honesty. They trust in empty and worthless words. They conceive trouble and give birth to inequity. They hatch vipers' eggs and weave spiders' webs. Whoever eats their eggs will die, crack one open, and a viper is hatched. Their web cannot become clothing and they cannot cover themselves with their works. Their works are sinful works, and violent acts are in their hands. Their feet run after evil, and they rush to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are sinful thoughts, and wretchedness are in their path. They have not known the path of peace, and there is no justice in their ways. They have made their roads crooked, and no one who walks on them will know peace. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his wonderful word. In the text, it's stated that God's hands are far-reaching and his ears are able to hear sounds, voices, and words spoken by all from wherever you may be. From a pit like Joseph, from prison like Peter, a desert like Moses, a cave like David, or in a troubled spot for me or a hardship for you, even a crucifying cross for Jesus, his ears can hear your every groan your thoughts or your murmurs sent up to him. His ears are not too deaf to hear you and me, and his hands are not too short to save. That's a revelation I got in the first verse of our text, and I pray that it's confirmation for someone listening to this, that God's ears hear you, and his hands are on the way to save you from whatever you're in. I can say it has been my experience that God desires and loves to hear and answer the callings of his children, and he listens intently to our concerns, our prayers, or calls for help, just as a loving, caring mother does for her infant child. But not only does he love to listen, he also reaches down from heaven to extend a helping hand to the ones who ask. But we also must be ever so mindful that he is also a God that does not reward, bless, tolerate, support, or endorse inequities, wrong, unrighteousness, lying, sin, immoral acts, or immorality, malicious behavior, nor disobedience. Those things are against his very nature 
and should be against the true believers as well. In the text, we see it begins by telling some, informing others, and confirming to the rest, the hands of the Lord are near to help, and his ear is in tune to hear your voice. But in verse 2, there's a transition that takes place. There's a turn from what God is capable, willing, and able to do to what he is not willing to accept. As we move forward to verse 2, the text turns to what a man is, has, and will do to nullify all that God desires to do for him or her. If you don't mind, let's just walk through the text together as the Spirit leads. As we pick up in verse 2, the text says, But your inequities have built barriers between you and your God, and your sins have made him hide his face from you so that he does not listen. Wow. God is capable of lending a helping hand and willing and able to hear far and wide. That's verse one. But we, man, you and I, can build barriers that causes God to turn away from us as well as to stop listening to us. All due to our inequities. If you don't mind, please allow me to define the word inequity or inequities so we can be clear on what builds barriers between us and God. The word inequity or inequities is defined as follows. A gross injustice, wickedness, a wicked act or thing, or sin. So simply, it's our sins, our gross acts of wickedness and injustices, and or the wicked acts or things that we do that can build barriers between us and God. Can I ask this simple question? How wicked was it to take children or infants from their parents and place them in cages. How unjust was it to fire rubber bullets, beanbags, and tear gas at innocent protesters in order to clear them out for a photo op? How wicked was it to keep the truth of the coronavirus from the people when one knew the truth of its deadliness from the onset, leading people astray on wearing a mask that could protect them, others, and save lives? Just to name a few gross acts of injustices and wickedness. In any other times, we could all agree on those deeds as being wicked, Christian and non-Christian alike. But because of the unrest, uneasiness, and the ungodly spirit hovering over the land, these terrible acts have been normalized and accepted by some. And what's even more troubling are how the lies and devious behaviors are being accepted when they are plain and obvious for all to see, Christians alike. Understand, lies are the love language of the devil, as well as barrier builders from God. I have to simply ask this question. How sinful is it to lie? Have others lie for you, and even so-called Christians lie as well as support things that they know are lies and malicious behaviors. In the text, it says, but your inequities have built barriers between you and your God. And your sins, your lying sins, have made him hide his face from you so that he does not listen to you. The question each of us has to ask ourselves, has the lies and inequities of the ones you elected, the leadership of America, built barriers between America and God, where he listens to America no more? Let's look a little deeper into the text to see if we can clearly see the answer. The text says, for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with inequity. Your lips have spoken lies and your tongues 
muttered injustices. No one makes claims justly. No one pleads honestly. They trust in empty and worthless words. They conceive trouble and give birth to inequity. That's verse 3 and 4. This is real talk. If no one else will say it, I will. This administration, I say to you, you have blood on your hands. The blood of 230,000 plus deceased Americans on your hands at the time of this teaching. Again, 230,000 plus deceased Americans. Deceased because of your handling of the coronavirus. And the hands of the ones who stayed silent. Supporting you in your lies and they knew better. But they're still peddling lies to this day. Quote unquote, we're rounding the corner. We have the virus under control. The virus is just going to go away magically. When more and more cases... More hospitalizations and deaths are occurring as we speak. And we're actually in America on an uptick. The most of any country in the world. And there's still no plan. There's still lies about the virus being spread. As these leaders continue to be reckless. And continue to put people in harm's way. In rallies and gathering of large crowds. Without mask or without social distancing. Understand with every gathering subsequently adding to the death toll of Americans. And I ask, whose hands is this on? Scripture says your lying lips, your tongue that mutters injustices, has built a barrier between you and God. Your hands stained with blood, your fingers with guilt, and a tongue that mutters injustices. They're good people on both sides, not supporting peaceful protesters, but supporting neo-Nazis and white supremacist groups. Those types of injustices has built barriers between you and God. That's verses one through three. As we move forward in the text to verse four, it says no one makes claims justly. No one pleads honestly. They rely on empty arguments. They utter lies. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Can I ask where are the Christian leaders with megaphones and platforms? Why haven't they spoken out against the lies, the injustices, against the evil that has been hatched? The committing of atrocious acts and the inequities of this administration who lie constantly. Truth tellers must stand, stand for and speak truth. We must call it like it is. Leaders are lying. And until Christians and Christian leaders speak truth over lies and call them out for lying, they will not stop and they will continue to give birth to evil. And the uneasiness, the unrest, and the ungodly spirit will continue to hover over America. Understand, lying is the devil's language, and it can be and will become the language of the land and accepted if it's not addressed. As we see in scripture, lies give birth to evil. Can I remind you that we serve a God, a God of all truth, and it is that truth that sets us free, all of us free. Allow me to say this. If Donald would have spoken the truth of the coronavirus in January or February, America would have been set free of this virus by now, been in better shape, and 230,000 plus Americans would not be deceased right now. So no lies kill, but truth sets you free. I must say, throughout this administration for the last four years, some Christian leaders are remaining silent. No honesty spoken from them no truth spoken from them, and no standing up for justice as they remain silent, sitting on the sidelines. 
But the ones who are speaking out, but not in truth, not in power, but from their own imaginations, for their own good and for their own profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, and not as a profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. As scripture reminds us, they trust in empty and worthless words. They conceive trouble and give birth to inequities. These people speaking out, they're trusting in empty words and worthless words. If we dive deeper about them, scripture says this about misleading and people who say they are serving God in Ezekiel 13, 1 through 8, as the called, elected, anointed, and prophets. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesies against the prophets of Israel who are now prophesying. Say to those who prophesize out of their own imagination, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirits and have seen nothing. Your prophets, Israel, are like jackals among ruins. You have not gone up to the breaches in the wall to repair it for the people of Israel so that it will stand firm in the battles on the day of the Lord. Their visions are false. Their divinations are lie. Even though the Lord has not sent them, they say the Lord declares and expect him to fulfill their words. Have you not seen false visions and uttered lying divinations when you say the Lord declares, though I have not spoken? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Because of your false words and lying visions, I am against you, declares the sovereign Lord. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will not belong to the council of my people or be listed in the record of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord because they led my people astray, saying peace when there was no peace. For when someone builds a wall, they plaster it with whitewash. Therefore, tell those who plaster it that it will fall. Torrential rain will come and I will send hailstorms plunging down and a windstorm will be released. Now when the wall has fallen, you will not be asked, where is the coat of whitewash that you put on it? So this is what the Lord God says. I will release a windstorm in my wrath. Torrential rains will come in my anger and hailstones will fall in destructive fury. I will tear down the wall you plastered with whitewash and knock it to the ground so that its foundation is exposed. The city will fall, and you will be destroyed within it. Then you will know that I am God. After I exhaust my wrath against the wall and against those who have plastered it with whitewash, I will say to you, the wall is no more, and neither are those who plastered it. Those prophets of Israel who prophesied to Jerusalem and saw a vision of peace for her when there was no peace, this is a declaration of the Lord. Ezekiel 13, 1 through 16. God condemned them for their prophet lies that were supposed to bring peace to the land, but only brought uneasiness, unrest, and an ungodly spirit that hovered over the land. Sounds familiar? If we look closely in the text, God says, I will release a windstorm in my wrath. Torrential rain will come in my anger, and hailstones will fall in destructive fury. I will tear down the walls you plastered with whitewash and knock it to the ground so that its foundation is exposed. Allow me to make this applicable to our lives today. When God said wind and rain, what are the Gulf states experiencing right now in the terms of hurricanes and downpours of torrential rains, with at least three hurricanes hitting in the same area in a short period of time? 
Look at what's happening to the cards of lies, the hopes, fake news, not real, as it pertains to the pandemic and all the other lies that he's told. Whitewashed, plastered lies are falling down. Lies are being exposed and there's no peace that exists in America. God is real. His words are true. And know that which he speaks is that which he will do. Ponder that thought for one minute. And while you're pondering that thought, I'm going to stop right here. And we'll pick up part two the next time we speak. So until then, be blessed. Greetings. I'm back. You're back. So let's dive right back into the message. Uneasiness, unrest, and ungodliness hovering over the land. Let's dive right back in. God is real. His words are true. And know that which he speaks is that which he will do. And lastly, the false prophets who are trying to profit P-R-O-F-I-T off their own prophecies, who are willing to compromise God's truth for a judge on a court as they speak of justice and liberty and sometimes head up universities by the same name. But in the end, they're phonies and are only out for profits for themselves and not liberty or justice for all. If we go back to the text. In verses 5 through 8, they read as follows. They hatch vipers' eggs and weave spiders' webs. Whoever eats their eggs will die. Crack one open and a viper is hatched. Their webs cannot become clothing and they cannot cover themselves with their works. Their works are sinful works and violent acts are in their hands. Their feet run after evil and they rush to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are sinful thoughts. Ruin and wretchedness are in their paths. They have not known the path of peace, and there is still no justice in their ways. They have made their roads crooked. No one who walks on them will know peace. Those are verses 5 through 8 of our main scripture. In the text, it says vipers' eggs and weaves webs of lies. Understand vipers are poisonous. They're venomous and can kill. Please see this. How vipers have been awakening in America in the form of white supremacist groups, militant groups, QAnon, and Kate groups like the Proud Boys. This leadership has made them mainstream, taking them from the backwoods and hiding to mainstream to the forefront. Scripture says, You have hatched vipers' eggs and gave life to these groups that didn't have life at all. They're your hatchlings, and their very thoughts, as the Bible states, are sinful and evil, like hatching a plot to abduct a governor of Michigan. Their acts, thoughts, and crooked paths has been steered, directed, and led by a wretched man who has poisoned and entrapped them with his web of lies weaved together to appeal to the worst of and in them. Know this. These are Satan's M.O., his mode of operation, and his methods, but he uses men and women to carry them out, the ones available and able to be used by him. It is my belief, and I say, for the last four years, some have made themselves available to be a willing vessel, to be a viper and weave webs of lies for the enemy. In the text, it reads, their webs cannot become clothing, and they cannot cover themselves with their works. Their works are sinful works, and violent acts are in their hands. Their feet run after evil, and they rush to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are sinful thoughts. Ruin and wretchedness are in their past. That's Isaiah 59, 6 
and seven. Just think about that. And related to what we've seen in America for the past four years, isn't this indicative of what we've been seeing and experiencing in America? White hate groups coming out of the woodworks. Militant groups bringing guns to voting polls. Their works are sinful, their acts are violent, and criminality are on their hands, all spearheaded by hatred and thoughts of evil. As their feet run after evil, and they rush to shed innocent blood, he speaks and they run to do the evil deeds, he speaks to them. Their thoughts are sinful thoughts. Their acts are being spearheaded by the leader of a country who promotes and supports these kinds of activities. This has been his MO from day one. Understand, as the text says in verse 8, they have not known the path of peace, and there is no justice in their ways. They have made their roads crooked. No one who walks on them will know peace. The path that America has been walking in the past four years hasn't been a peaceful place to walk. Therefore, all of us have been surrounded by uneasiness, unrest, no peace, and ungodliness under this administration and Donald. We have been on an uneasy road, unrest in the country, and seeing the crooked and the corrupt be in charge. In our main text, God says, But your inequities have built barriers between you and your God, and your sins have made him hide his face from you so that he does not listen. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with inequities. Your lips have spoken lies, and your tongues muttering injustices. That's Isaiah 59 and 2. Allow me to say this before we move on. I'd like to bring to light and speak truth to some of these spiritual leaders who are saying what God sent in the form of a leader. God did not send an evil, lying, unfit, incompetent, ungodly man to rule over the godly. He allowed the people of America to choose this person, even after it was revealed in the Access Hollywood tape of who this person really was and is. So God allowed you to choose who you chose to elect. God did not force anyone's finger to push the button for Donald, nor did he take control of your finger to push the button to elect Donald Trump. You did it. You have free will. But understand it worked for our good, for by doing, pushing the button to elect him. It has allowed God to expose him, his inequities, his corruption, his present and past wrongdoings, as well as the ills of America. So as it pertains to these spiritual leaders, we read earlier of what God said about false prophets and their false prophecies in Ezekiel 13, 1 and 8. Their prophecies were from their own vision and from their own imaginations and not God's, as I believe these prophecies of this man were too. This man, as they say, was supposed to bring peace to the land, but all that has come from him has been death, unrest, uneasiness, and an ungodly spirit hovering over America due to the false prophecies and America not listening to God. Allow me to say this so I can move on. To those spiritual leaders that said God sent this man, Remember, God allows people freedom of choice and free will. So to America, America chose evil to reign over the land. America chose a liar to rule over the land. America chose a predator to rule over the land. America chose an incompetent person to rule over the land. America chose a corrupt person to rule over the land. America chose an immoral man to rule over the land. America chose the ungodly to rule over the land. 
but expected the peace, the rest and blessings of God on it towards a man who said he never had to ask God for forgiveness because he has never done anything to ask God forgiveness for. That's the person that America chose. Let me ask you this. Do you believe God is going to bless someone or somebody or something that he doesn't approve of? Understand this simple fact. What God does not approve of, he does not or will not bless. Take a minute and ponder that thought. For the one still not convinced with my last statement that God does not bless what he does not approve of. Actually, he condemns, punishes you for it, or his anger or wrath comes down upon you. If you don't mind, let's take a look at some things he may not approve of that he who you voted for has done and how God speaks of his wrath in Scripture. Do you think God approves of kids being separated from their parents now to this date, making 545 kids orphans and just as many parents longing, mourning and weeping for their children and their children being locked up in cages? And Donald's best response is, They're living in clean facilities. I ask you to think about that. Here's another question. Do you think God approves of all the lies that have caused at the time of this message over 230,000 people to die from the coronavirus due to lies and willful incompetence? Does God approve of hatred, racism, and holding a Bible as a prop for a photo op in front of his house while harming peaceful protesters? Can I say and show you that God isn't in this? He is not with this. He does not approve of this. And he definitely doesn't like all that's going on in America. Scripture says, in my wrath, I will unleash a violent wind. And in my anger, hailstones and torrential rains. Later in scripture, he says, so I will pour out my wrath. There will be no peace, declares the Lord. That's Ezekiel 13, 13 through 16. In the text, God said, in my wrath, I will unleash violent winds and in my anger, hailstones and torrents of rain will fall with destructive fury. If you don't mind, allow me to show you that God is true to every word he speaks. Hurricanes Laura, Delta, Zeta in Louisiana, wind. Hurricane Sally in Alabama, wind. Fires in California and other states on the West Coast. Spreading rapidly how? Wind-aided. Floods on the Gulf Coast. Wind-driven tides. 1,181 tornadoes, which 873 have been confirmed in America. The deadliest year of tornadoes in America since 2011. Wind-driven. COVID-19. Wind-driven airborne. Civil unrest. Wind being taken from George Floyd's body. I can't breathe. The wind taken from the economy. That's just the wind, not speaking of the rain. Please understand where there's an absence of God, it leaves room for the ungodly to fill it. Thus, we have a spirit of uneasiness, unrest, and ungodly hovering over America. And no, America hasn't had peace in the past four years. And no, it's all due to the absence of the most important person in this world, and that's God. Now, I ask you, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. God is not oblivious to what's taking place in America or in this world. Quite the contrary. Not only is he fully aware, he is in full control of all that's going on and taking place in America and in the world. But his hands are off of it. His hands off 
so man can see how powerless they are without him. Although perched in the high place, the White House, he is still unable to do anything about all that is going on. If we take a look in Scripture, when the plagues hit Egypt, although powerful, all Pharaoh could do was look on, tremble and marvel in fear of what God could do and allow to take place. He had no answer. He had no solution. He had no idea, nor the ability to do anything but look on. Today's group of Pharaohs, Pharaoh Putin of Russia, Pharaoh Chi of China, Pharaoh Kim Jong-un of North Korea, Pharaoh Assad of Syria, Pharaoh MBS of Saudi Arabia, and the wannabe Pharaoh of America. All they can do is look on, clueless with no solution to how to ease, calm, quell, or stop what's taking place. All they can do is lie or try to ignore the very facts in front of them. These people are claiming to be powerful, but actually they're powerless. They claim to be competent, but we see their incompetence every day. They're claiming to be sane, but showing tendencies of being insane. They are all powerless to our most high, powerful God. Scripture reminds some, informed others, and confirms to the rest. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John fifteen five. Why is all the chaos occurring? Why is all the uneasiness occurring? Why all the unrest? Because leaders like Pharaoh are not connected to, aligned with, but are apart from, far apart from God. They are under the impression, or actually have said, I alone can fix it. Well, contrary to that ignorance or ignorant statement, you alone can do nothing, nor can you fix what ails America nor the world. Ungodliness never fixed anything, nor will it ever fix anything. Because I ask, if you can fix it, what are you doing about a thousand people dying here in America every day? My answer is nothing. What are you doing about the uneasiness and the unrest in America? Nothing. What are you doing to ease the financial strain on people and businesses? Nothing. Because as scripture says, apart from me, me being God, you can do nothing. I'm trying to bring this to a close. Understand, when we have leaders that are not connected to God, aligned with God, or even seeking God in a meaningful way, we get what we have right now, a spirit of uneasiness, a spirit of unrest, a spirit of ungodliness that hovers over the land, brought in by the leaders that we elect to govern and to lead the land. And I pray that no truer statement has ever been said than the one God says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Allow me to leave you on a good note to cheer you up. Even in the midst of this chaos, the unrest, the uneasiness, and the ungodliness that we are living in. Understand, God is a good God. And scripture tells us this. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. Second Chronicles 7, 14, and 15. Just know, when America sincerely sends prayers up, and we are willing to admit, confess, and ask for forgiveness for the wrongs that we have done, 
chaos leaves and order comes. Uneasiness subsides and rest will come on the scene. Craziness bows down and peace will present itself. Darkness leaves and God's light will shine. Hatred steps aside and more love will appear. Ignorance hides and intelligence comes back. Please understand, ungodly doesn't stand a chance when the real godliness of men and women speak truth to power and not placate or compromise God's truth for a lie. Because when truth shows up, the truth is Jesus. The lies of the enemy is thwarted and stomped out. So in closing, I say this to you. Vote to change the chaos and confusion. Vote to get rid of the unrest, the uneasiness, and the ungodly that hovers over our land. Vote to bring back peace, rest, godliness, and have the spirit of love and unity brought back over the land. And with that, I believe we can tear down the barriers that have been built up between God and us due to the inequities of our choices four years ago. So again, I urge you to go vote. Please vote. It's your right to let your choice and voice be heard and to make a difference in America. Amen. As always, we hope you enjoyed today's message. We welcome your feedback. And if you were blessed by the message, please feel free to pass our podcast information onto both friends and family. We pray that you have an awesomely blessed day and we thank you again for allowing us to share a word of God with you. To God be the glory. Amen. AAJ Pod, where the passion for Christ meets the purpose of Christ.